Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Singerman, and my co-host, IFBB Pro, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Jay competes in 2012, IFBB Desert Classic Looking Bear, Silvio Convicted, Missing Money in Miami Update, Rockstar Bikini at the Arnold, St. Louis Pro, Baby Jubaka on the way, all this and more on this week's Access Bodybuilding. (laughs) I had to to add my little sexy voice in there like last week. I did get some comments. People like that uh, sexy voice, but uh, it wasn't overwhelming. I need more comments to to push Christina to the sexy voice regularly. So you guys need to overwhelm me so I can forward them all to Christina. You never know. Um, Let's start at the beginning. Jay Cutler competes in 2012. Christina, I, for one, am shocked. I thought for sure that... uh, Jay was done on stage as far as competing and that we were going to be seeing him move on to other bigger and possibly better ventures, uh, whether that be like we've been uh, guessing the supplement line, uh, the Jay Cutler supplement line or something, some other project. I just didn't foresee this happening. I did not predict it. And uh, I got to say, I'm a little surprised. How about you? Do you think he's saying it's just to kind of get a rise out of people and to start just a little bit more publicity, but he actually will not be competing in 2012? No, I actually think he really will. And uh, before we get any further, let me play you his exact comments that he made at the LA Fit Expo um, just uh, this last weekend. So this is him on stage in front of quite a few people making his announcement. So here you go. I'm going to touch a little bit upon what's kind of going on with me and, and my kind of game plan uh, body you have been following me. Uh, through articles and on the internet and of course through emails, Facebook, whatever it may be, uh, pretty much all the, all the viral stuff that's most up to date. But uh, right now, I currently, within the next two weeks, we're going to uh, surgery for my bicep, for this bicep, which I tore 10 days before the Mr. Olympic contest last year. So I'm going to be laid up for about, uh, they told me, me six to eight weeks max, maximum, so that means about four weeks for me. They said I'm going to be slinged up, not being able to do too much. I can still work out pretty much right after the surgery, the rest of my body. I'm just going to have to go easy with this whole shoulder. Because as they went in there to look at the bicep itself, I tore it actually from the top, which is kind of rare because it usually tears from the bottom. But I actually have some, some, something going on with my shoulder also, so they're going to go in and repair that. And I will be back in full training by, I will say, April, May. And uh, I'm going to try to make a run at becoming... Uh, the fifth Mr. Olympia. So, I'm not too old yet. All right, Christina, I don't know about you, but uh, that definitely doesn't sound like a guy who's joking to me. It doesn't sound like it. However, with all the chatter about him, you know, having these new ventures, um, possibly his own companies, all these things. And like we've said a million times, Jay is a businessman. um, I don't think he's going to compete in 2012. You know, um, at all. At all. Well, well if, if he does, it'll be at the Olympia, that's for sure. And um, the, the, the thing that was holding him back, from what I understood, was always the bicep. You know, it needs to be uh, repaired, and it's kind of a lengthy recovery process. It's torn from the uh, top, not the, at, at the shoulder, basically, instead of at the bottom, like most bicep tears. So it's slightly more complicated than uh, most that you see bodybuilders and athletes um, go through. So he'll have to be away from the weights. Uh, totally or not moving the arm I don't believe at all for six weeks and then there's a, a, a little bit of a rehab process and before he gets back training full speed I've heard uh 
people say as much as four months. So um, that uh, that would lead you to believe no. But I think the way that he said it and the way that he announced it like that, I think that you never know. Like you said, Jay is a businessman for sure. Consummate businessman. But he is a pro athlete and nobody likes to retire. You know, these guys, when they're at the top, uh, it took Ronnie a, a, a really big, big defeat and uh, some serious injuries before he, you know, threw in the towel. And, you know, it's been, Jay's been away from the stage long enough, long enough now that he might be looking at it and being like, man, I really want that number five. He also may be looking at it in a business sense saying, okay, I can use this as a way to promote my new supplement line, right? That's definitely true. However, seeing as I'm going to assume he's going to have a lot more on his plate, like we said last week, um, I, I'm going to assume he likes to have his hand in everything that he's doing, whether it's, you know, a, comp- uh, a clothing line, a, a club, a, a restaurant, magazine, you name it, whatever it is, supplement line. Um, I, I think Jay's going to be super busy with this new ventures that this new venture that he has. And I, I don't know that I if I were him and obviously I'm, I'm not, but I would rather focus all my attention on that and continue to build my name instead of putting myself through the struggle of yet again dieting and yet again possibly not winning and not getting number five. I don't know if it would be worth all of that um, for the little bit of money. And I know obviously at the Olympia, you're walking away with a ton cash even for a second place trophy. However, he's probably going to end up making more money in all of these other ventures that he's That's just what I think. That is interesting. You bring up good points, Christina. I got to tell you, from what I know of Jay and knowing Jay from what I do, I think that what he said is totally sincere and he believes it. Now, you may make a good point. In a few months, you know, he's changed his mind before. I I get the distinct feeling that this is a new plan. I don't feel like when he retired or when he got off stage at the Olympia, um, or even a few months after, I don't feel like this was part of the plan. I feel like this is a, a change of plans. Uh, I don't feel like he was telling people that his days on stage were over until just recently. I mean, I don't feel like he that was all lies that were you know right. to surprise people about this announcement. But I feel like the announcement itself is legitimate. I don't think that he doesn't really believe he's going to do it or that he's drumming up interest. I know Ronnie, like Ronnie is, in my mind, notorious for being like, oh, I'm going to do the Olympia this year. And then, uh, you know, it doesn't happen. I think that he really believes he's going to do it, but you may be right. And, and he might end up uh, deciding that there's better money elsewhere. There might be. I think, I think once the announcement comes out, whatever this new project is, he's working on, I think that'll be a clear sign whether or not he will end up competing. Yeah. You no, know, if, this looks like you know let's say it's it's a movie deal for goodness sakes or something with, with Hollywood or something right. like that if he's going to be making millions off of this there's no way that he would have any reason to step on stage after that he'd be making enough money elsewhere and enough publicity elsewhere so I think once that little key uh, is answered then we may have a better idea of if he actually will be stepping on stage or not Incidentally, did you see the pictures of him at the LA Fit Expo? How how trimmed down he looks now compared to um, the Jay Cutler we're used to seeing. I did. You know, we're used to seeing pretty even in the off season, pretty like puffed up and and full. But he looks quite a bit smaller. I don't know if that has anything to do with 
what he's what he's planning or um you know if he's just kind of enjoying some time and not necessarily you know eating and training and everything just he's for the very stage. lean he's very lean though I, I yeah sorry, i know very very lean and um at 255 i think he actually looks uh much more marketable for movies and stuff you know like he's uh he ends up being a pretty good looking guy you know when he's all bloated and 300 pounds he looks you know more mutant like but uh, at 255 he looked pretty good i gotta say that's what I'm wondering if it's something a little more mainstream um, be- because mainstream. because he does look um, a little bit more marketable outside of the bodybuilding industry, outside of the bodybuilding world. You know, obviously people know who he is, but he is a decent looking guy and yeah. he's got a different look. And if he's coming in a little trim, who knows what on earth he could have up his sleeve, you know? You're right. Well, the next story on our list, I'm sure we'll be reporting on that since I, I'm uh, fascinated by Jay's decision making process. I'm sure we'll hear plenty more about that as uh, new details come in. But our next thing on our list is the IFBB Desert, Mu- Desert Muscle Classic. We talked about a little bit. Desert. Uh, th- this show is put on by Striker Solomon. And for a while there, we weren't sure it was going to happen. It is absolutely 100% on now. This is the first uh, women's physique division show of the year and um, of many, many this year. But um, the reason why we're talking about it and why we say looks looking bare is that the competitor list, obviously this is a um, this is not the final list by any means, as we still have uh, a little less than a month to go till the, the day of the show. But um, I'm looking here at the list, Christina, and the 212 men has four people. Uh, Mark Dugdale and Al Augusti are the two main ones that pop out at me. Um, and then the uh, the women's bikini have four. Uh, Christina Vargas, Bernadette Matassa, Jennifer Chapman, Stacey Alexander. And then the women's physique, this is no surprise, has 11 um, with sure. with a bunch of the, the big names in uh, in the women's physique division. Let me ask you, I was actually wondering this, and since you're the, uh, the women's expert, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know how many girls actually have pro cars in women's physique now? Oh, I should yes. Um... I should know this. Well, you figured three, fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it may be a little bit more, a little bit less. You figure with each pro show, they gave away at least four. Less than twenty, though. Yeah, I'll say twenty at the most. I, I like I said, I've interviewed nearly all of them. I should know this, but I'll, yeah, I'll say um, about fifteen. That'll be your homework assignment for next week. You can figure <laughs> Thank, out how many girls. Just before, before, before this show, before the the, uh, the Desert Muscle Classic, I'd like to know the the percentage of girls that are actually on the list. Um, um, because it's interesting that I would think that a majority of these girls that are all, that are that have qualified that got the pro card will be doing this show. I would imagine, right? Most of them are. However, um, you know, recently on Muscle Girls Inc., we've had, you know, all of the girls getting ready for the Desert Muscle Classic on the show to give us the reps. We've had Dana Lynn Bailey. We've had Jillian Reville. We've had a bunch of girls. Mm-hmm. However, there were a few like Jen Robinson, for example, who turned pro at uh, Junior Nationals, who is specifically not doing it. And there were two other girls I, re- I did get a get- an answer from um, who said that they were in fact not going to do the show um, I think and I can't speak for these women specifically but I think um, some of them may be waiting to see what the look the judges are going for that way they know how to prep the next time however the girls who are doing the show are thinking if I show up maybe I can be that standard um, that the judges decide on so it's kind of you know I see both sides um, but the girls that are doing it um, like Jillian and like uh, Dana for example you know they're thinking well because it's 
So if I show up and the judges decide, wow, that's the look we want to start this whole division based on, um, you know, then they walk in and it's a cakewalk. Uh, if you wait, you may not be able to fit that mold. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So I'm not that surprised. I would imagine that the women's physique division, uh, being this the first one, that it would be pretty, have a pretty good lineup. I actually could have seen even more and maybe more girls will jump on. Um, but I, I actually imagine there would be a, a pretty good list. What I am surprised about is the 212 division is still not looking too great. You know what I mean? Last year they had a um, jack show and very few guys showed up. I was hoping that the beginning of this year would be stronger. So far, pretty weak. In the bikini division, your division, this has only got four girls. I can't believe that. That completely surprised me considering it's the first show of the year. I don't know if some girls were scared um, now that the new qualification rules are in play that you have to win a show to qualify. Um, I I have no idea. I don't know if maybe girls forgot about this show. (laughs) I I think that's more of the case. I think girls completely forgot that this uh, was a possibility. So let's talk about new rules. You just brought up one good new rule uh, for 2012. Bikini Girls, it's like all the divisions. Almost all the shows, with the exception of... uh, um, Steve's New York Pro, um, the Arnold, and the Olympia, you need to win a show to qualify for the Olympia. Um, now, that is a new rule, and I want to just set that aside for a minute and focus on two other new rules. Um, another new rule is within you have to, within the 30-day period before a show, you have to commit to the promoter, the promoter excuse me, and sign a contract saying you're doing the show. If you don't, you're going to be fined $200 um, for signing up late. Um, and I think that that is um, important because all of these girls here or and guys are now less than 30 days up till the show and all of them will have to pay the $200 fine. Uh, very right. interesting, right? Right, right. You got to give 30 days. You, it used to be you could send in your contract up until the Monday before the day of the show. You could, and even when I did Iowa, for example, hate to admit it, I, I sent in my contract that day. Um, right. They received it via fax Monday before that Saturday. So that's why the final list everyone sees is usually the Tuesday or Wednesday before the show because everyone is sending in you know last minute contracts the Monday before the competition. Right, absolutely. So, um, that rule that th- this is important to this is important to note um, because that rule is now going to be tested. Okay, we're wondering. I'm wondering. Christina's wondering, and now you'll be wondering. What will this new rule do? Okay, because girls like the bikini girls and the the two twelve guys. A lot of these people are not getting paid a lot of prize money. Even if you know, even if you win, you're not getting paid a whole lot of prize money. But if you get third. You're getting very little prize money. Fourth, what is it? No prize money, right? Fifth, no prize money. So now you got girls that are going to be in a situation of, you know, basically putting out $200, their flight, their hotel, their expenses, their transportation, and now an additional $200. So they're going to look at this thing and say, man, this is a lose-lose at this point. You know, I waited this long. Maybe I should just wait till the next show because there are another, I don't know, 15 other opportunities throughout the year that aren't the Olympia and the Arnold. So like, um, I'm wondering if this is going to hurt or help. Now, the original intent of this rule was to get more people to commit early. Um, now, what I'm wondering about that is at $200, it's almost not enough to, to get people to not to, you know, to make them commit. But it is still enough to make some of these girls and maybe even some of the guys in the, in the 212s um, be hesitant to do it now. You know, it's like it's like in the middle of not enough and maybe too much. 
Well, just like we had um, discussed before with these new rules, these new changes, not only is there a $200 fine for turning in your contract late, um, also in 2012, you now will pay a $1,000 fine if you are competing and you do not attend finals. You, do, you don't show up to the night show unless you have you know some sort of um, medical reason, documented medical reason why you can't come because there's been several times where we've been at a show and someone doesn't show for finals right. and um, so now that's a thousand dollar fine so you got to believe that everyone no matter if they're happy with their placing or not they are in fact going to show up to finals because a thousand dollars is a lot of money um, however like you said some people may look at 200 bucks and think well it's worth waiting until the last minute that way I can see who jumps in the show to see if maybe I have a chance of getting in the paycheck getting a, getting in the purse um, because 200 bucks no big deal if I'm going to walk away with $1000 so I may have lost it $200 you know put in in my application or my my contract late big deal um, like you some others if if they're thinking well it doesn't look like I'm going to probably place well anyway. It's probably not even worth doing the show, let alone turning this contract in late. You know, does that kind right. of make sense? Right, exactly. It does. It's it's one of those things where they would have almost been better served either one of two ways, not not doing this at all and forgetting about this rule or making the money enough money so that it's going to really hurt so that they could drive people away from from doing it all together and change change the rule. Basically, $200, I feel like, is right at the perfect amount to be the wrong amount of money it's all it's too maybe too much and maybe too little so i would go the opposite direction if it were me and make it a thousand dollars because now that's going to deter people one way or the other you know what i mean for sure you're not gonna you're not gonna wait if you're gonna think about do the show you're gonna do the show However, I will say maybe that um, could have been the reasoning for picking that dollar amount in the first place, because maybe. if that if that were the case, if now you had to pay a thousand dollar fine for turning your contract in late, this show would end up with only four bikini girls. However, maybe if we, that, that may not be true, though, because maybe those girls that are sitting there waiting right now would have turned in their contract in advance because true. they didn't want it, They didn't want to pay the thousand dollars, you know? True, but I, I feel like for the smaller shows where you may not get a lot of girls in the first place, um, you know, or like what was it in um, I don't remember was it Hartford or something last year? It was like hardly anyone that ended up showing up to the show that they didn't know if they were going to have it. That you know, if it's only two hundred bucks, it's those girls who are maybe getting ready for a different show right. or something right after that, or maybe something right before that. They're like, you know what, it's two hundred bucks. I might as well just go ahead and get in. I can waste the two hundred dollars, you know, no big deal. So I think maybe it is a good on the other flip side of things, playing devil's advocate, because then people will still jump in and the IFBB is still going to make a couple bucks as, you know, a um, repercussion for it. There's, I definitely think there needs to be consequences for people not turning their stuff in on time and not um, doing things in a reasonable amount of time because this freaks out the promoter. If they see that they only have a handful of people signed up to do the show, you know, it's it's scary to look at that. Um, we've talked, how many times have we talked about shows that may not happen because sure. no one has signed up that, to that do may, That may have been a part of the reason we have such a, a slim list here. Yeah, you know, and I feel like this way, um, they may get people to, to jump in early. And, you know, if they still don't get their final group of people 
a good week before um they're kind of i think most promoters are used to that but now there's a penalty and they're gonna they're gonna pay for it so i get i get the point um the 200 like we've said was interesting but i feel like it, was, it might be the perfect amount that way people will still pay it they'll still they'll still decide to compete at the end maybe so um next on our list we'll come back to this i'm sure it'll be interesting at the end of the year to touch back on if these new rules benefited or hurt uh the sport in in general you know what i mean like to, to come back and take a look look in retrospect did these things help did they hurt you know like the two 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 oh two going to 212 the change in olympia qualifications the additional monies the new rules that have been changed will be interesting to go back and look at at the end of the year well and i'll be interested to see with as each show goes on if uh, the number of late entries decreases or increases yeah. um, or if uh that if, or if the number just stays the same because then that may determine if the rule changes again for you know possibly next year too good. That's, that's a good actually that'd be a good piece for muscle girls you could go backstage with your iphone and ask the girls if it was a thousand dollars would you have you know girls that paid 200 and late were late fees if it was a thousand would you have signed up early or not come at all Right. That could that's, be good. that's good. Write that one down. Um, <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, Silvio Samuel convicted is our next story. And um, everybody, I'm sure, at least you, I'm sure, saw the uh, gossip column I wrote um, about Silvio Samuel. Me and you have done a lot on this guy. Um, everything from, if I actually, at the end of the article, or the end of the little piece we, I wrote, I listed off all the different stuff that we've done on Silvio, Silvio's girlfriend, radio interviews, gossip columns. And I think there's four or five items that we've done, radio shows, interviews, and gossip columns about him and his situation. And if you're not familiar with all this story, I'm not going to go through the whole thing all over again. What you can go do is go to uh, RX Muscle, go to the muscle gossip columns and just type in Silvio and you'll come up with a whole bunch of stuff. Or you could even look at the, the muscle gossip we're talking about right now. And there's a whole list of it, but basically Silvio was uh, back in jail uh, about, about two months ago now. And he got, went back into jail um, based on these old uh, charges. And as of just a few days ago, he was found on Friday. He was found, was it Friday? It might've been earlier in the week. He got found guilty. The names of those charges uh, Christina were assault with a deadly weapon instrument, not firearm. And th- there were three of those that he was found guilty of. And then the other charge he was found guilty of was inflict corporal injury on a spouse or girlfriend. Okay. So those are four of the six charges. Uh, he was not um, found guilty of the uh, criminal threats charge. And, and then one other assault with a deadly weapon instrument, firearm, non, uh, non-firearm. Uh, so, Poor Silvio, or not poor Silvio in this case. And by the way, I wanted to mention that um, it looks like there was photographic evidence in this case. I did. I, yeah, if you go through the report, the the link that you posted, which was pretty much the, the minute by minute you know, uh, court proceedings. Yeah, it looks as if there were photographs of the girlfriend's head and neck and back yeah. and face and all of this. And it also shows uh, photos of their apartment as well, which I'm assuming means that things were broken things were thrown um that would be the only reason to take photos of the apartment but yeah those those were uh, those type of pictures were used as evidence in the case yeah that's pretty important to note because if you remember her interview when she came on the show and and we interviewed her or i interviewed her she said that um there are pictures out there and i never received any pictures from her but she said you know she had been kicked in the head and everything else so you would imagine she was pretty pretty banged up and um the fact that they showed pictures is pretty damn. We haven't seen them, of course, but that's pretty damning that they were shown as evidence. So I would say that it's pretty, pretty good. The likelihood of Silvio being a scumbag is extremely high. 
Yeah, especially now um, with the convictions and everything, it's it's hard to deny that um, at least ninety percent of this stuff, you know, went down. All right, um, this is the um, this is the this is something that'll be in the update in the in this week's gossip column. So I'm giving you a little preview. Basically, these charges. He's looking at two to four years in each one of those um, assault with a deadly weapon, non uh, non um, firearm, and then he's looking three to five on the original the uh, the charge with the spouse. And um, I talked to a lawyer friend of mine, and he said if Silvio has no um, priors at all and has had no problems, he, it's possible that he would get his sentence with as little as four years. Um, now. If he does four, if he gets four years, that's that's his lowest. I asked for the highest estimate, and he said twenty five years. Okay. Lowest estimate, he said, was four. If he does four, he'll be out in two with good time, and after that, they will deport him. So, uh, you know, say that Silvio's bodybuilding days are over now. I think it's pretty safe to say. So, pretty much either way, whether it's in two years or twenty two years. He'll be deported no matter what. Yeah, it sounds that way, unless there's something that we don't know. But as far as I know, Silvio had the same uh, residency uh, deal as Victor Martinez. And um, if he served jail time like this in California, the chances of being uh, deported are, are almost certain, you know. So Get it. he is, uh, you know, I guess if he serves two years, it goes back to Spain or, or wherever. I would imagine Spain. Um, starts bodybuilding again. I guess anything's possible. He's not old. People look at Silvio sometimes and forget he's only 36 years old. You know, he's not an old guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, technically, there are guys like Tony Freeman that are they're doing very well in their mid-40s. So, I guess anything's possible, but um, he won't be able to compete in the United States. He could do the Spanish shows. I don't know. Anything's possible. But I, I think it's, if I was a betting man, uh, and, I, and I am, I would say uh, Silvio's chances of competing again on the IFBB Pro Stage are, are very small. Yeah, I'm going to have to say the same thing. It's unfortunate, but um, when you get yourself kind of tangled up in these type of messes, it's sometimes almost better to just retire and call it a day um, rather than keep pushing and keep trying and keep, you know, keep at it when, um, unfortunately, your reputation has been, I don't want to say tarnished, but at least questioned. Um, The thing about it with Silvio is that, uh, Silvio has never done anything really but this, so he has no other skills or qualifications. Right. So I don't know what else he could do, you know? Right. Um, the next story, we're going to go to this story, and then we're going to go to, um, this is just an update, then we're going to take a little commercial break. Uh, missing money in Miami update. Now, uh, last week, you'll remember, Christina, we talked about Jarka and the Miami, the uh, show in Miami, the World Pro Masters event um, that was, uh, what, it was about uh, almost uh, six weeks ago or so. And uh, the money that hasn't been paid to the athletes yet. I had an opportunity to get on the phone with Jarka. Um, we didn't do a, an interview because Jarka is, um, is not from this country and her, her English, although it's getting better, is, is pretty broken up. And um, so basically, me and her talked for an hour. And she told me her side of the story and um, her side of the story is uh, very enlightening. You know, Um, she said that she's very sorry uh, that some of the athletes haven't been paid yet, that she promised the athletes and me that she will pay these athletes in the next two weeks with 10 percent interest um, that uh, basically this was unforeseen. Things cost a lot more than she thought there were. And a lot of the sponsors uh, didn't pay and didn't do some things they were supposed to do. And um, just to prove her point, she actually sent me the bills and the receipts of everything she paid for. Um, so I have a copy of everything from her uh, hotel bills to uh, the, you know, air fly, everything. Um, so 
I can tell you, Christina, she spent the, just the bills. If you add up the bills that I've seen, she spent over $600,000 on the bills that I've seen. Wow. Yeah. That's just the bills that I've seen personally. Right. I, I, and exactly. And I'm sure that there are much more just hidden, not in the sense of hidden, she's hiding them from you, but other hidden costs that just kind of came up um, well, and, and other and other additional things on top of just the prize. That money. was the event. You know, that's not promotion. That's not paying. I'm sure Sean Ray got a pretty penny out of this. I didn't get to see Sean Ray's uh, bills or any statements made by from anybody else, you know, like uh, with promoting or ads or anything else. So, um, yeah, she said she spent a good, a good portion of money trying to promote the show so i think that it's pretty safe to say that she's probably spending almost or close to seven hundred thousand dollars on this show well that's incredible yeah so and, and that's not that's not what she's telling me that's really what i've seen and that and those results those some of those stuff will, will actually be made public in, in a future uh, column to showing this whole thing i also gotta say she told me about the robbie robertson issue some of the people may have seen robbie robertson showing the check on his facebook saying that the ifbb is bullshit and this woman you know screwed him and all this other stuff man this guy is freaking nuts wait till you see some of the stuff this guy is nuts nuttier than hell not not only did she pay him the money first half of his money which was twenty five hundred dollars but this second half she tried to give him in a check he didn't want it, but she forgot to get the check back from him. Instead, she sent him a PayPal, money PayPal to him, which he wouldn't accept. He actually declined it, and she has the proof for that. He wanted it resent to a different person's name for tax purposes. Oh, um, and nice. she wouldn't do that. She said that she sure. couldn't do that uh, for, because of its business. You know, She just can't do it. Well, he wouldn't take it, so he took the check that he had, she had given him, and she forgot to take back and put that on the internet. She says, take a look at the check. Uh, when a check is put through a bank and it's, you know, declined or, or, or found that there's no money in the account, the check has writing on it. And you'll remember, I mean, I've seen that before, before when I've got bad checks from people, the bank returns it, um, you know, with banking material on it. You know, they, they print stuff usually out on says it. non-sufficient fund. Right, 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 right. This check has nothing on it. So um, that's uh, that in itself is very suspicious that uh, it looks like the, the, the check has never tried to be cashed. Um, so she says that not only that, that to get him out to the flight to, to the actually from LA to her in Miami, she had to pay not only for him, but his uh, wife to fly first class. And the, t- the ticket total for that was over $4,500 just wow. to fly them down. Wow. And uh, he basically held her up for that money because she'd already given him part of the money. She'd already been promoting that he was going to be there. And he said, she sent his ticket information. He said, I won't fly these tickets. It's got to be first class. So she was, she was embarrassed to, to, tell, to, to, to tell him, fuck off, because then people would be like, where is Robbie Robinson? You promised he was going to be here. I got to say, I, I have to give it to her for being so forthcoming with all of this. Um, very rarely, I think, do you see someone being open and so honest um, and being very uh, willing to give you the information as far as even all of these receipts and uh, the records and everything. Um I mean, it, it, it shows a lot of respect. I mean, I think a lot of people can respect her for doing this, that yeah. she's kind of kind of owning up to what happened and, and apologizing greatly and explaining why instead of just saying, you'll get paid when you get paid. Right. And everyone's really not sure what's going to happen. Um, I mean, this is huge for her to be able to do that. And I'm sure a lot of the athletes um, and the competitors are at least thankful that they're being communicated with instead yeah. of just kind of being like, you know, the wolves being pulled over their eyes or they're being sort of like to or at least you know uh being told white lies or something she's being so forthcoming you have to respect that for sure yeah you know i think that she was 
from talking to her on the phone, I have to say that she's probably mortified that it, that this has all happened because she obviously, um, by the money she spent and the effort she put into it and the quality of the show, wanted this show to be unbelievable, amazing, memorable, you know, a great first impression. And, um, you know, even though the show was, now these problems have kind of put a little bit of a damper on it. And I know that's not what she wanted because she tell, she told me, and it's very obvious, she loves bodybuilding. And she did this not necessarily to make money, but to actually, you know, to support bodybuilding, support some of the older bodybuilders um, and support her, her, the legends that she loved. And so she did it out of out of passion and something, you know, basically did it a labor of love. She didn't do it uh, to make money or to make profit. She, I mean, I, I would imagine she'd been very happy to just make be even and be able to put on another show right away. But it looks like, you know, Jark is not done. She's got other plans for the future, but she didn't want to announce any plans for the future until she paid people off. So you will be hearing from her and we'll be hearing some news from her in the next few weeks after everybody's got paid off. And I got to say that that's admirable too, not to start promoting some other event or some other project before she takes care of the responsibilities that she has from this past one. No, I totally agree with you. And I think she knows that, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go to commercial break, Christina. Since we don't actually have a guest of the week, we do have two audio clips. Um, we're going to take our commercial right now, and you and I will be back in just a minute. Cool. On March 17, 2012, St. Patrick's Day weekend, First Form and Hydrolyze Ultra present the First Form Pro Women's Physique, Fitness, and Bikini Championship, along with the First Form NPC Midwest Bodybuilding, Fitness, Figure, Physique, Bikini, and Men's Physique Championship, a national qualifier. This event has so many perks for both athletes and fans alike. Just ask the over 1,300 guests that attended last year's event. Taking place at the St. Louis University Bush Student Center, you'll watch IFBB Pro and future superstar Mike Liberty and current IFBB Pro Superstar Kai Green as they light up the stage with their posing routines. Six-time fitness Olympia Adela Garcia will be in attendance. The top male and female pros and top amateurs from across the country are coming to St. Louis. Plus, the RX Muscle Model Search is taking place. Here's your chance to win some great prizes, get a photo shoot, and also be featured on RxMuscle.com. Come meet the top supplement companies in attendance at their booths with free samples. March 17, 2012, in St. Louis, Missouri. All contest information can be found at npcmidwest.com, including tickets and prices. Don't miss it. Go to npcmidwest.com for all information. Out on the edge of fitness and endurance, there's a line. It's where winners and losers are defined. That's the narrow place where Gamma O gives the serious competitor the extra step. That extra kick nobody knew was there. Gamma O raises your testosterone level naturally and legally. So before you step up to the line one more time, be prepared to bring it with Gamma O, the all-natural testosterone booster. Gamma O is available nationwide at General Nutrition Centers or on the web at GammaO.com. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation or the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. RxMuscle.com. Now 
you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet and exercise, up to the minute news and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding. Christina, next on our list is Rockstar Bikini at the Arnold. And um, interestingly, Christina, I got asked, you know, I've been, as you know, we've had uh, Brent Lalonde, the uh, communications director of the Arnold Sports Weekend, Sports Festival, excuse me, on the show a bunch of times now, or twice, and um, really nice guy. And he actually recommended Shonda Lewis, the promoter and the head of the, uh, I guess, the director of the Arnold uh, Rockstar Bikini, uh, to contact me about being a, what they call a celebrity judge. I'll put the celebrity in quotations. But um, so they she they invited me. She invited me to do this thing. And, you know, I hadn't heard of the Rockstar Bikini until I looked at the website and saw Last year, like practically everybody that did the show is now a top pro. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to go into it too much more because I want to let Shonda Lewis kind of explain it to us. Me and her did like a little mini interview. Uh, very high energy lady. And uh, I, I can already tell just from the energy she has that the show is going to be awesome. So here is uh, Shonda Lewis and we'll be right back. I have on the line with me right now, Shonda Lewis, the founder of the bikini, the rock star bikini contest and the former 2009 Arnold Sports winner. Uh, Shonda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Aaron. Glad to be on your show. Yeah, so Shonda, I actually got uh, the invite, and I'm very uh, happy and proud to say that I'm actually a part of this as a as a judge. But people are probably wondering, what exactly, if they don't already know, what is the Rockstar Bikini Contest? Can you give us a little background on it? Yeah, definitely. We want to thank you, Rockstar Bikini, for being a judge. You did an awesome job. Thank you. And the background of Rockstar Bikini is I'm a former winner of the 2009 Arnold Sports Festival, Mm -hmm. but I used to weigh 165, and in 90 days, I went down to like 120. And from that, I decided to create an opportunity for other competitors to be able to get exposure and just be rock stars. So we came up with Rockstar Bikini. (laughs) Very cool, very cool. And now, last year, this is I found out about it originally last year when I saw the the level of talent that you guys had at the contest last year. And of course, your winner last year uh, was Ingrid Romero, who is now a, a very po- up and coming. I'd like to say probably a future pro at the if not the next uh, opportunity um, coming up this year. But the list of girls that did it last year, your top twelve last year, was pretty uh, phenomenal. Uh, list off some of the girls that we've heard of that went pro and some of the top name girls that were competed last year. Well, Ingrid came uh, to to the Arnold last year and did a fabulous job. She rocked the stages, mm-hmm. and she just brought a new energy and a new look, um, which that was the show you were at, and you were able to see Ingrid. And some of the girls that have gone pro is uh, India, uh, Diane, and Candace. Mm-hmm. And you, they can find you can find that information on you know our website rockstarbikini.com. Lexi Kaufman went pro, yep, and she also is our top designer because we have a swim line coming out that will be launched March the first. And Lexi was a designer of our swim line. Very cool, very cool. You also had uh, Dana um, 
And Dana, yeah. Of course, Dana also went pro. And um, so you guys can, if people who want to know, if don't not familiar with the names, uh, India Paulino and uh, Candace Graham and, uh, and what's Dana's last name? Dana Malatin, uh, Lexi yeah. Kaufman. You can check out these girls well, on the website. And Bikini Dana Oxlade. is pro. Yeah, Dana, we use her. She um, is pro also. Yeah, yes. And is. Diane. Also, uh, Diane. <laughs> we had so many girls go pro. I'm so sorry. No, it's, it, that's a good thing. I, all these girls were competing now. The the top 12, which was just, uh, well, is it the top 12 been announced yet, or is that tonight or tomorrow? Uh, it'll be announced tonight. tonight. As soon as I'm, you know, <laughs> as soon as we're finished. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the girls that are, that are going to be up there in the top 12, if they look at what happened last year, it's got to be not just an honor to be in the top 12, but it's got to be make them feel pretty good. They're in a very, very uh, high level of quality of these girls last year. You know, this looks good for their future. Yes, definitely. And there's so much exposure. You know, the girls this year, they have to, their pictures were awesome, but they have to definitely bring it when they come, bring their A game. Mm-hmm. We've even been contacted by different reality shows, and wow. Americans Got Talent contacted us. So definitely the level of exposure is going to be double the amount it was last year. Well, let's talk about how this contest takes place. We've talked about the top 12 and me judging and everything. But uh, give us an idea, if people don't know listening right now, how does the contest take place? How do we decide who's the top 12? You decide the top 12 based on the uh, the physique, based on the bikini, also just personality in the photo, how the person looks, how they're presenting their body in the photo, because we can't see them. We only can see the photo, so definitely those are the things, poise, also hair, makeup, sure. face, all of those things go into consideration. And now the, the judging was we had over 100 girls for, for myself and the other uh, celebrity, I, I use my term celebrity uh, very uh, lightly, but the, the other judges and myself, we had a choice of a, a hundred over 100 girls on the internet. We got to look at these pictures of the girls. Like you said, we took into account all these factors and we picked 12 girls in no particular order. Now those 12 girls, once you announce them tonight, tomorrow they'll they'll know what do they what is the next step for these girls the next step um for the ladies would be to come to columbus march 1st mm-hmm. all 12 of the ladies will be competing at the 2012 um amateur bikini right and following that they will go over to the vault which is located at 35 east gay street which is between third and high mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not from ohio or columbus and there will be a party but at the party, we will narrow it down to the top six, top three, and then the overall winner who will win a $1,000 cash, a Rockstar Bikini swimsuit, lunch with Arnold, a picture with Arnold, wow. and a cover of a magazine. And not to mention, Aaron, a good write-up by you. Of course. <laughs> and an interview. And an interview. And an interview. That's, so, that's the number the, one prize. Yes, number one prize is an interview with you. <laughs> Forget about Arnold. No big deal there. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. But definitely, though, it's, and there's a lot. They, also, the ladies will be announced on stage at the pro, the ladies' pro event Friday night at the event. At the event, they'll announce all 12 Rockstar Bikini mm-hmm. uh, contestants on stage. Very, very neat. Now, let's t- tell us a little bit about this party. This is where myself and the other judges will, will narrow these girls down? 
Yes, definitely. You'll narrow the ladies down from the 12th to the 6th. And also the Arnold Sports Festival will reimburse all six of the ladies their $100 for entering the Arnold Amateur. So that's also a prize. And they will also give the ladies... um, all the ladies get two VIP passes to party with the pros on Saturday. So you'll be able to see these girls everywhere that weekend. Yeah. But definitely, Aaron, you'll narrow them down to the top six. But then from there, the top three, and then the overall winner. Now, these girls, at the after party, will they be doing the bikini walk? Or they'll be wearing the same suit that they wore on stage, or is it, is it a different process? It's a different process. The show, which I don't want to spoil it, but it kicks off some entertainment Mm -hmm. and then from there um the ladies will come out with t-shirts and bikini like Mm -hmm. a show uh, a little show and then from there they'll come out in our new rockstar bikini swim swimsuit line Mm -hmm. and that's where you'll be able to judge the girls but actually erin you'll be able to see them all night because you'll be at the um event at the at the vets at the arnold the and bikini um, Arnold Amateur, right. and then from there they'll go to the party. So all night these girls are aware that judges, you um, will be around, and all the celebrity judges judging them. Well, it's 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 also important to note that these girls, since we're going to be judging them at the at the after party and doing stuff that they're not usually used to, in, in just the bikini and an NPC stage. Uh, a lot of, like you said, a lot of attitude comes in. How they go get up there and kind of they have to show a little bit more. Uh, personality, I guess you'd have to say, than than just doing the normal bikini walk that they do on stage. The, you know, you know how an NPC show works with a lot of girls. They kind of walk yes. up, they got a few seconds, and they're gone, pretty much. Yes, this is definitely showing personality and character, and it's um, it's definitely structure, but it's showing that that uh, the winner is an all around girl, not just. You know, you're in shape, you eat healthy, but anyone could be a rock star bikini, you know? Very cool. Well, tell us, everybody that I'm sure is wondering, who are the other celebrity judges? Who else is up there going to be judging with me? Oh, okay. We have Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) You said, okay, I said that. We also have uh, Tony Reynolds with Select Film Fund. Mm -hmm. We have Kenneth Snyder who is a writer, is cousins with Will Smith, and was a writer on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We have Rhett Reichard, which is the CEO of Big Dog Production and Reichard um, Properties. Uh We also have Roger Locklear, um, which is a writer for Uh Bodybuilding.com. Let me think. Sorry, sorry. You know, so so many great judges. Carlos Santana, which... um, plays for the Cleveland Indians. Mm-hmm. We also have Stacey Kessler, which is, um, I was on the Millionaire Matchmaker. A lot okay. of, you'll see her because she was uh, on the reu- reunion and all of those different shows. Uh-huh. We also have uh, Robbie Duran. Oh, my friend and, Robbie Duran, the editor-in-chief uh-huh. of uh, Flex Magazine. Yes, and Mona. Okay, Mona. Yeah, Mona Mirasan, the editor-in-chief of uh, Muscle and Fitness Hers. Yes, yes, yes. And Isaac Hines. Oh, Isaac Hardbody uh, Hines, of course. I know. Yes. Of course. <laughs> and then we had three um, judges that was picked. You know, if you want to judge for next year, get involved with our celebrity judges, you can go to uh, You Be the Judge. And we had three people that was picked um, random from a contest um, that they had with the fan here. And um, our online contest for You Be the Judge. And we picked three random judges that'll have VIP tickets with the celebrities 
um, that will be um, at the event to help judge also. Okay, Shonda, we got them all hyped up to come see this thing. How do they get information on uh, on the actual event? What's the website address? And then um, where do they go to, to actually go to the official after party? Uh, the You can go to rockstarbikini.com um, to see the ladies. And also there's a link that says the 2012 official Rockstar Bikini, Bikini Party. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to get the information. And if you just want to know right now, it's going to be located at the vault in downtown Columbus at 35... Um, East Gay Street, and again, that's between High and Third, directly across from the residence. And oh. you'll be able within um, probably by definitely by Friday to buy tickets online, maybe sooner. And you can buy tickets at the door, but if you buy them now, you'll get them, you know, at a lower price. And at the day of the event, you can't buy them at the door. Very cool. So that's actually the 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 place that this is being held is very close to the. It's like walking center for walking distance from the event center, isn't it? Yes, it's walking distance from the event, and a lot of the hotels where a lot of people will be staying, it's walking distance from there. Also, very cool. Very cool. and um, I just also want to uh, thank again uh, the Arnold Sports Festival. Um, for being a part of this and also um, our partner Mike Davies with the Fitness Factory who has helped put this on for the last two years. Very neat. Very neat. Shonda, thank you very much for coming on the show. We appreciate it and uh, I'm, I for one am very excited to go. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> very cool. We got about what, 31 days or so till the, till the event? Yes. you. I know you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always ready. I'm always ready, Shonda. Again, we're so thankful you are a judge, and we're thankful that you're coming out to help us finalize and choose the 2012 Rockstar Bikini winner. Very excited. Shonda, for everybody listening, go to rockstarbikini.com. Check this thing out. Don't miss it. If you're there on Thursday, this is a must-attend must event. That's for sure, right? Yes, definitely. Don't miss out because it it's going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shonda. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. All right, Christina, you heard from Shonda. I told you she was excited, huh? It, she, it, she gives off a good energy. I think that'll probably resonate very well whenever uh, the, the bikini show comes. It probably makes it that much better because she is so excited and she's got such a good vibe and energy. Therefore, it's going to make the show good and it's in and of itself. I think the fact that there will be a, now we got an event to go to on Thursday night, the Thursday night after party. I love how the uh, bikini gets actually whittled down uh and the winner is chosen at the after party and they're going to do like the, the like the, she said you know, they'll do a little bikini walk for us they're going to do some kind of t-shirt deal and you know like it's like they get to do a little more attitude and more time than you would get to see on the stage at an NPC show or an IFBB show so I'm very interested to see um, how this whole thing goes down and I'm excited and, and honored to be a uh, celebrity judge how does that feel to be called a celebrity um I don't know. It's, it sounded ridiculous at first until they listed <laughs> off the other judges. And then I was like, all right, okay. Isaac Hines is up there. Okay. Isaac Hines is up there. And then, all right, I want to do it with them. That's fine. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I, I asked her during the interview because I didn't know who the uh, celebrity judges were. And I was wondering, like, would it be, you know, like Mike Tyson? Like, you know, like, like crazy. And then they'll be like me. And I'd be like, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? Right, right. You, you have to remind her that you're not, in fact, a celebrity. Yeah, I did. I kind of laughed about it. But, uh, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I mean, that's it'll be neat. I'm excited. There's free food and drinks, of course. Why not? Go for it. Absolutely. So our next story is the St. Louis Pro, and it's not the St. Louis Pro you're thinking of. It's 
the next St. Louis pro. You know, we mentioned, one. yeah, we mentioned actually, to be honest with you, I had Jack to Tony, the promoter on, and I really just wanted to ask him some promotion questions. You know, I asked him like, what, it, what kind of financial decision it needs to be made to, to pick out a guest poser for a show. You know, mm-hmm. that's something that you know, obviously as a promoter, you have to think about, is it worth, you know, let's say it costs, um, I don't know, three grand to get Mike Libertori at a show. Is it worth that money to bring him there? What is it? Does it make sense? You know, does it make sense to spend five grand on Kai Green or something? You know, I don't know what the money is. Sure. But I'm saying, how does it, how do you figure that? What is the process of getting a new pro show? If you're a pro promoter and you say, hey, I want another pro show. How does that happen? So I kind of let him promote his shows, of course. You know, Jack wants to promote his shows, just like any good promoter. But I also threw in some questions on what, uh, what kind of decisions need to be made as a promoter. Cool. So here's Jack to Tony. Hey, Jack, how's it going today, my friend? I uh, got you on the show to talk about some of your upcoming contests as uh, you've become quite the contest promoter extraordinaire. Yeah, I, I don't know about any of that, but yeah, we've got some uh, great events stored for 2012 and uh, added an extra show at the last minute and we possibly may have uh, another one in the works. Well, let's start at the beginning. The, the uh, show last year that was a great success, your first year, the St. Louis Pro Show, I was there, and uh, I know everybody there, including myself, was impressed with the show, the quality of the show, and the attendance. So you're bringing that show back, and that is actually, uh, what, uh, two weeks after the Arnold? Is that right? That's correct, March 17th. And what will be different about this year's show compared to last year? Um, well, uh, other than last year and every year previously, we've grown grown it, uh, Aaron. Every year we've added a division or added an event, and this year is no different. We've added an extra pro division for a total of three, and we are also bringing back the RX Muscle Model Search, which was a huge, fantastic hit last year, and uh, it's going to be another great hit this year. Um, now, what divisions are different? I know you added uh, you added one. Right. We've got the pro female physique. We have pro bikini. We have uh, pro fitness. Wow. Uh, our, we have the Midwest championship going on for the amateur athletes, which is a national qualifier. Obviously, we have the uh, model search as well. Now, as a promoter, when you are deciding what pro divisions to bring on, what are the uh, rationale? What goes through your head when you and Ann sit down, your wife, Ann Tony, and you they sit down and think about what divisions you're going to have at your pro show or at this particular pro show uh, this year? What do you what, what do you think of in terms of what are you looking for or how do you decide to do fitness instead of uh, 212 or, or women's physique instead of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. It, it really depends. You know, over the last couple of years, there's been a few of the pro divisions that um, haven't been as sought after as um, some of the others. And, you know, some of those competitors have felt slated to a certain degree. And obviously, you know, the female bodybuilders are one and then the fitness girls are another. So, you know, one of the things that Ann and I look at when we're, when we're promoting these events is we, we try to – we try to make it that everybody is getting equal share on stage. And, and this year we wanted to bring fitness. We've consistently and constantly uh, created fitness incentives over the last four years for the amateurs being free, uh, you know, free entry camps that Ann and I have here in St. Louis. And this year we wanted to continue that process and, and, and offer pro fitness on top of still having some of those free fitness incentives for the amateur athletes 
with with free entry. So that was one of the reasons why we added fitness this year. Um, you know, the female physique is a new division this year, and it's something that I, I'm a firm believer in, and I want to get behind it and support it and really showcase it in St. Louis. All right. So we go from that show to the next show, and where is that? Uh, next show would be June 9th. We have uh, the Omaha Pro and Duel of Champions. We have two pro divisions there, and that is men's physique and uh, female figure. Jack, you know what? I, I just real, realized that I am remiss. I did not mention you have two fantastic guest po- posers in St. Louis, right? We, we yeah, we, we got to back up. We we both fumbled the ball there. We've yeah. got we've got what I would consider a, a rising star in the IFBB. Uh, he has he has scratched the surface of greatness, in my opinion, and that's Mike Levator. He's he's uh, been top five a few times, I believe. He's he's Right, right there on the bubble of really breaking out into a fantastic uh, top three bodybuilder. He's got great shape and symmetry, and I realized a long time ago that you need to get a hold of Mike and showcase him right away because he's going to be a future star. So we got Mike Levator coming in out of Chicago. He's going to open up the show for us at some point. And then as a finale, we have arguably a top three bodybuilder in the world and the best poser in the world, Kai Green. Uh, that's that's very exciting. You know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I'll be in um, I'll be in Australia missing this event. But if I were anywhere else other than Australia, it would definitely be St. Louis. I wouldn't want to miss that. That, that those uh, those two guys are both uh, going to be phenomenal. If I could mention too, because I I, I, I can't give our sponsors enough uh, props here, but you know, Aaron, you're at every one of these major shows quite often, and and it, it, I'd be remiss not to, to say thank you to my sponsors. We're fortunate enough that we have you know close to twenty sponsors at this St. Louis show that are all going to be in attendance in our sponsored area, and and that's pretty much unheard of. You, you'll see that at the big shows, you know, the mid tier pro shows. You don't see that, and you know, without them, these shows don't happen, and um, you know we're very thankful for that. Um, Jack, absolutely, Jack. Let's uh, let me ask you a question about as a promoter getting a guest poser. Um, when you get somebody like Kai Green, I'm not going to ask you the amount of money, but I know it's it's significant money that a contest promoter needs to put up to get somebody of that level of a, a Jake Cutler, of a uh, Phil Heath, Kai Green. Those guys are the are the top of the sport, so you're paying a, a pretty penny to get. Kai out there. What is the the logic behind spending the money on somebody like Kai Green? Well, you know, I'm going both routes, and believe it or not, have, having a, a top guest poser pays off. I, I can remember five, six years back when I first started promoting some of these events, you know, I would go with a local guy or try to showcase just a national competitor, um, and, and that's great, and that's great for the local attendance, but if you if you really want to promote your show and bring in people in the front door, you got to get a top name, and, and that's someone that everybody's looking up to. They see him in the magazines, and that pays off. You know that that bit of money of of you know twenty five hundred to five grand, whatever you're paying for somebody, pays off with ticket sales, and it makes your show that much better. And it, it's something you really can't do without. Very interesting. Very interesting. So all in all, at, in the end. You actually, it ends up being a, a smart financial decision a lot of times to have a, a top top guest poser. 
Absolutely. You know, you know, would, would you know, say, you know, with, with St. Louis, St. Louis is a little odd that, you know, we're going to do good regardless if we have a guest poser or not. I mean, we've just built it up and, you know, the community in St. Louis is going to support us. But, you know, as soon as I mentioned Kai Green, I kind of teased everybody on some of the social media outlets and asked them who they wanted. And I had already had signed Kai and I gave, I mentioned three other bodybuilders and, and it was unanimous that everybody wanted to see Kai Green. It's for the obvious reasons that he's a you know future Olympian winner, in my opinion, and obviously the best poser out there. But as soon as we we started blasting that Kai was coming coming to St. Louis, it 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 was unbelievable. The Facebook messages and the emails. Um, so you know, I, I'm Aaron. I, I'm worried that we're going to have enough room in St. Louis this year. That's always a nice problem to have when you're promoting a show. Um, yeah, Jack. Let's move well, on. You know how it was last year? Yeah, yeah. It was super busy already last year. So let's talk about uh, the Oklahoma show. Um, the, the Iowa show. I said Oklahoma. Sorry. It's oh, is it? Are, are you moving locations from Davenport? <laughs> You got me going to Oklahoma. I ain't there yet, brother. No, it's the <laughs> Omaha show. Omaha, okay? yes. It's one country town. They're all the same, right? <laughs> it's, Omaha, it's Omaha, Nebraska. It's the inaugural show. Once again, the Tatonis are bringing the first pro show to a state, and this state happens to be Nebraska. Pro figure, pro men's physique. We got a big national qualifier the NPC Duel of Champions. We're going to be at the Ramada Resort and Convention Center uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, June 9th. Uh, and it's going to be another outstanding event. Our guest poser there is uh, the X-Man. Tony Freeman. Good. Um, next one, that, that was that was already on the list, right? And the next one we're going to talk about, or that was, that was the new edition. That, that that is a new show for 2012, but it was on the schedule. Okay, so the next one we're going to talk about is the is the one that is not currently on the schedule, right? That is correct, and that is uh, June 15th. Uh, we're back in St. Louis with the St. Louis Pro Bikini and NPC Midwest Nationals Championship, a Team U qualifier for all of our natural amateur athletes out there. All right, so what I wanted to ask you, Jack, is as a promoter, when you have the idea to do this and you start looking into it and it's possible to have another uh, show added to the schedule, what is the process that you go through um, to actually make this come to fruition? Who do you call? What, what, what are the steps that you need to do? Um, well, you know, with me, it may be a little bit different than some, uh, some of the other promoters or folks out there. I mean, I have, I have a fairly good relationship with Mr. Manny in that, you know, we bounce ideas off each other quite often. And, and, you know, one of the things that me and Jim last year is there, there's so many untapped markets out there in the country that we've, we've never, you know, jumped into, you know, we've, we've stayed to the, the major, you know, major cities like New York, Chicago, and, and those type of cities. And there, there's so many mid tier cities out there that we've never jumped into. And my idea was, you know, let me jump into that. I mean, promotion is promotion. If you know what you're doing, you should be able to promote a good, successful event. And, and you know, these rural cities, there's an abundance of weightlifters and bodybuilders that we've just not tapped into. So, you know, that that's kind of the market that I've uh, jumped into, and, and I love it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's paying off. But, 
know, the first thing we do, Aaron, to answer your question is, you know, I'll bounce these ideas off Jim and, and, you know, obviously he's loved these ideas and, you know, I'll sit down and I'll look, you know, I'm smart enough to realize that, you know, I don't want to conflict with other scheduling or other shows or compete with anybody on a first year show. So I make sure when we're picking our dates that, you know, we're not going to run into any of that problem. Now, um, that's easier said than done with as busy as the schedule is now. It's very, very difficult to find something that somebody else isn't doing a show the same week or there's a national show or maybe a big state show and you want to try to stay away with that. So with this second St. Louis show, it was very difficult. I actually had to talk to Robert Chang a little bit because typically we like to keep the last week or two before the Olympia open and not bog down with shows so that, um, you know, the... Uh, the Olympia committee can get everything done and get everything printed up. And there's, you know, not any last minute printing that needs to be done or changing of printing that, that would affect what they're doing for the Olympia. So, you know, I worked out a deal with Robert and Jim and we were able to get this September 15th date right before the Olympia and uh, everything's working out uh, great. Very exciting. What other plans are uh, in the future? You got any other things you want to talk about? Well, we're, we're going to be back in uh, Iowa again, right. uh, November the 3rd. Unfortunately, we had to move our date down a little bit because Nationals kind of moved their date around. So there was a few of us that had to move dates around. But we're going to be back in uh, Iowa November the 3rd for uh, Pro Bikini, Pro Figure, and another big uh, amateur show. We're actually moving it this year from the Haunted Castle to <laughs> Des Moines, which is a much bigger area uh and we hope to do a little bit better well aaron um i am excited about there being a st louis pro show as everyone knows or i guess i think they should know by now i'm originally from st louis so it's my hometown Um, i was lucky enough to turn pro in chicago my new my new home but um st louis is such like i've I've mentioned this before it's got such a huge bodybuilding community they love it there and unfortunately there hasn't been a ton of mpc shows done down there pro shows uh, there was never a pro show until until jack did it or there hadn't been in years so um it's i'm just super excited that there's a another pro show and if you've listened to muscle girls you know this but it's official and however i have not yet sent in my contract in since we're speaking <laughs> of contracts i really need to get my ass on that but um it is it is official that my first show this year is going to be the st louis pro show in about uh seven or so weeks in march so that'll be my first show for the year yay i'm, I'm a little disappointed because I have a feeling, not disappointed that you're doing the show, but I'm disappointed personally because I'll be in Australia and I will miss your first IFBB Pro win. That's a, that's Ooh, a you are all about the predictions, man. I can't Shame. handle this with you. You're feeling the pressure already? No, no. This is one of those, um, I'm I'm very, very excited to do this show. Um, it's it's one of those, I, I feel like there's a lot riding on it, not just hoping for a win, you know, and hoping for the qualification, but like my entire family is going to be there. So I am even more motivated than ever to look the best that I've ever looked right. because uh, I'm going to be there and uh, Mike is guest posing as well. So I got a lot riding on this show, but uh, it should be fun. All the, the the people that come out to the St. Louis show, they're always fun to hang out with and meet. We met a bunch of them last year when Michael and I went to Jack's first St. Louis Pro show last year, and it was great, as you know. So uh, we're looking forward to another trip down to St. Louis to see not only um, Jack and the crew, but also uh, all the new fans down there. Do you think you will do the second St. Louis Pro show he mentioned uh, before the Olympia? I don't know. Um, I'm just doing this 
first show and I'm one at a time it, huh? figuring out from there I competed six times last year so I'm taking this one at a time this time gotcha gotcha well I'm uh, I'm hoping you'll do I'll get to see you compete at least a few more times during the year because it just so happens that's the one the one I'm definitely yeah. missing um, I want I want to bring up this next story okay. can, I, can I start yeah, yeah sure. of course okay so the second half I guess of this show is a little more lighthearted, but um I got a text message that says that I was supposed to check Facebook and I was at the gym with um, Michael and I were at the gym with actually uh, Mel Chancy and oh. Little Mel, big, big Mel and Little Mel working out. And um, as I was leaving, I get a photo of a sonogram and a text message saying that hold Darielle is pregnant. So here we go. Jubaka, baby Jubaka on the way. Congratulations, Aaron Singerman. How's it going? How's it feel? A pretty, uh, pretty unbelievable. You know, I found out about a week ago, and it's been tough to keep it uh, a secret. But I decided um, that, um, or both of us decided that we needed to tell our parents before we made it public. And uh, there was a little delaying because I wanted to get the doctor's appointment yesterday done before. You know, you know, you never really know with these type of things. You know, and I don't. This is obviously I've had no other babies before, so I was nervous to tell people and then something not to be right or you know. Sure. She was actually, believe it or not, in this. I don't. Know, I hope she's not mad for me telling anybody, but um, or everybody. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> she um, she was actually nervous that maybe the, all the pregnancy tests we had taken were wrong, and that she would go there and there'd be no baby. I um, think a lot of women um, are nervous about that. To be honest, yeah, because she she hasn't gained really any weight or anything uh, yet. She's only eight weeks pregnant, so she was like, and I, it's funny because I of course I brought my video camera, I videotaped the, the whole process <laughs> and the sonogram and everything, and um, and I interviewed her after and everything. And so eventually, when she lets me put up these videos, I'll uh, will be a very interesting video. But I interviewed her and I said, "What was your biggest fear coming in there?" Because she said she was relieved, and she says that there would be no baby. And uh, and she and she's like, "Are you concerned about that?" And I was like, "No, I, I really never even really thought about it that much." But that that was obviously you don't want to tell everybody, "Oh, we're pregnant," and then there'd be no baby. That would be weird, right? Well, yeah, most women like to wait until, and of course, I've never had a baby, but most women like to wait until after they've had that doctor's appointment. Right. Um, that way, the doctor can say yes, you're pregnant, everything is okay. Now, I, on your Facebook, it says, and of course, like once you post this online, it goes viral. Yeah. So um, you've had like a million or something already but um you said the come your life always comes with surprises so should we assume that this was a fun little surprise that the two of you guys got yes yes she actually didn't even want me to write that and i'm like I'm like well come on of course we're not married we're not engaged of course people are gonna ask people are gonna ask no matter what so it's better if you put it out there first. it was it was not planned but um like i said in the thing everything in my life has not went uh as planned you know I'm, i have not lived a conventional life by any by any uh, stretch of the imagination. So this is just going um, in line with everything else in my life. It's it's a surprise, but this is a, definitely a, a positive surprise. Good. We are very excited for you. However, you were saying it's in about seven months, so you have a baby due in September. What's it going to mean for the Olympia for you guys? Um, the it's this, uh, September seventh. I mean, I would imagine she won't be going to the Olympia. I mean. Uh, the baby will be less than no. I, I know she won't be going. We're not going to bring the little uh, less than one month old baby to the Olympia. <laughs> I will be going to the Olympia. I don't. I don't have any choice. I'll also be going to Mumbai uh, October 9th. So 
it's just part of the job and she knows that and when we when we found out originally you know that was part of the uh, discussion was like uh, you know how are we going to handle this and because i travel a lot you know right and um she knows it's just part of the job and you know i'll do the best i can when i'm here you know i'm, I'm here during the day every day um and she's at work so we'll have to figure something out you know it's just just how it goes my my job is um you know i love my job and dave is not um available to to, to do everything so it's just gotta it's gotta we gotta make it happen you know what i mean christina gotta hustle have we, have we discussed baby names my last question yes we have um um <laughs> there's gonna be we're gonna we're gonna talk about it more there's gonna be a lot of discussion we have a few names we're interested in uh we are absolutely looking for suggestions and uh i know dave is very excited to do a, a poll on rx muscle uh so i don't want to give away his uh <laughs> his idea okay um, but there will be some baby naming contests in the future <laughs> Only Aaron Singerman. Yes. If, <laughs> Only for Aaron. I gotta Singerman. say, me and talk Dave have talked. There's going to be a pretty tremendous prize if we choose your name. So oh, this okay. may be this may be the best prize Arx Muscle has ever given out. So <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty. If somebody can come up with a good name, I would just in case you're listening and thinking of a good name, I would withhold your name until Dave announces the uh, the prizes and the the, the contest, or else uh, you may somebody else may steal your name. So be careful. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Sounds good. Well, congratulations. We are Thank very you. excited for you. Thank you. It's been uh, it's amazing. Like you said, I announced it on Facebook and it's just been a, 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 a deluge of text messages and people writing. And it's really it's really nice to see that. I got to say that that's the one great thing about Facebook. When you do have a positive announcement, whether it be your birthday or something big happening and you get that kind of response, it's really like, wow, Facebook's pretty cool after all, you know? Yeah, it's when the negative stuff goes down. Remember how awful it is. But when the good things happen. It's nice to be uh, reminded that you actually have friends and you have a lot of people that really genuinely do care about you. That's right. You keep the negative stuff off of Facebook. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good tip for everybody out there. If you're fighting with your spouse or girlfriend, don't put it on Facebook. We covered the do's and don'ts of promoting yourself uh, in the fitness industry last week on Muscle Girls, and that was one of them. Do not uh, bitch and complain on Facebook. And just to give Muscle Girls a quick little... um, shout out because I can we've got actually have Dave Palumbo this week as our interview of the week this isn't just Dave coming on to chit chat about like a show or or whatever it's a very uh, fun and in-depth interview with Dave and he talks about um, the women that he has dated that have always turned pro or were pro uh, including his first wife including Colette and Nola and, and, and all of that as well as where he sees the women's sport going in bodybuilding and um, everything you can think of related to the women's side of this industry he talks about it so um, it was something I think we needed to have on we needed to have Dave's uh, the boss man himself as I've been saying uh, on to, to talk about it so if you're Email or even a guy that wants to hear, you know, Dave's input on how he feels about the women's side of the sports. Definitely worth listening to. Not just because it's my show, but it, it is a really fun interview he, with him. He called me right after and said he had a real good time doing it and he thought it was a good interview. So that's a good sign. Nice. Dave never gives out compliments. So that's Very that's rare. good to hear. Yeah, <laughs> Very he rarely do you get one. It was good. Good. Yeah. You, uh, cool. he, he definitely liked it. So I'll definitely be listening and uh, everybody out there should too. Cool. So um, that is the end of the show for this week. Christina, thank you very much. As always, you can reach Christina at C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at RxMuscle.com. And you can follow her on Twitter. What is it? What is your Twitter thing? My Twitter is just Christina Voynich. And then uh, our Muscle Girls is Muscle Girls Inc. All right. And uh, for me, uh, it's Jubaka, Jubacca, at RxMuscle.com. And you can follow me, Aaron Singerman, one word on Twitter. And uh, that's it, Christina. 
Sweet. Peace out, Aaron. Peace out. Until next week.